0: Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity
1: throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's going on, guys? Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 127, The Decision Makeover. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's show. Just a few announcements. To stay in touch with me and updates regarding The Positivity Effect, text the word POSITIVITY to the number 44222. Guys, if you've gotten value out of this show, please help me spread the word. By telling a friend. In addition, if you're a regular listener, it's really important that you subscribe. By subscribing on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, this is what helps drive the rankings for the show so that ultimately we can impact more people. So I just want to thank you for that and thank you so much for listening. Today we're joined by Mike Whitaker, and Mike is a featured speaker and business development specialist is the founder of Idea Gateway and serves as a founder and board member for RevTech, a Dallas-based technology accelerator. In addition, Mike is launching three new platforms, the Idea Filter, WisePath, and the Institute for Self-Reliance to further assist personal goal achievement and income certainty in an uncertain economy. Mike has also served as chairman and CEO for several companies, and has launched a dozen other businesses in the areas of soft, software development, manufacturing, and professional services. He received his BS in cognitive psychology from the University of Kansas and his MBA from the Price College of Business at the University of Oklahoma. And today Mike's here to talk about his book, The Decision Makeover, but we're going to go over a whole slew of things in the areas of making decisions. It's really it's going to be a powerful episode, guys. Uh, some of the things we're going to talk about is just how we can be happy and successful. Like, what does that mean for each of us in, in our own lives? Uh, you know, overcoming these the this isn't where I thought I'd be types of thoughts and and the power of having a reset in your life. How successful people analyze decisions, uh, applying Mike's system of success to personal relationships, and one that I really like. We're going to be talking about how you become a decisionator in your life. So, we're going to be talking about all that, guys, and so much more. But let's get right to the show. Help me welcome now to the Positivity Effect, Mike Whitaker. Mike, what's going on? Welcome to the Positivity Effect.
0: Hey, glad to be here. Good Absolutely. to be with you. Absolutely.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for jumping on. And uh, it's my understanding that you are, you are full mobile right now.
0: Full mobile, traveling uh, this week, competing in some uh, shooting competitions as my hobby. And, uh, but doing a podcast and, uh, staying close to my upcoming book launch is very important. So happy to be with you and, uh, dig into it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to trim the fat today and we're going to get right into it. We're talking about decisions and you and I were, we had a little moment to talk about this before we jumped onto the call and how I think so many of us today are missing the mark on that. Um, all of us whether it's a thought leader or even if we're just a person that's here today to listen to the podcast even myself at times um we can be so tuned into how we're making changes in our life but but that word decisions and how important they are why today what why this book mike why the decision makeover why is it so so important to you and why why is it going to be so important for us going forward to think of it in this way
0: Sure. Well, first of all, I believe we get what we decide. I, I, I've i seen enough evidence as I look at my network, my family, my, my life, where life doesn't happen to us. We actually play the greatest role in steering where we go and what happens and the outcomes we achieve. And when things go great, we will—we always love to, as humans, take credit for that. But when things go badly, we—we kind of don't want to own it. Uh, the the book—the timing of this book is, I think, really important because um, the world has gotten a lot more competitive. The from competing for a great spouse to a great business to a to a great anything to a, what is success in life. All the things that we'd want and desire it's just gotten a lot gotten a lot more competitive. I wrote this book because I've, I've just really I'm convinced now that if people understand how decisions come at them every day and, and size them up and can judge a little differently with a little bit of discipline uh, they can get more out of life and they can have a little more confidence or maybe a lot more confidence that what they define for success, uh, they can achieve and so that's why this book because I, I think I got I think I get I get a little wary of you know the To get on my soapbox just a little bit the news and the tabloids and everybody focuses on the outliers the black swans the, the Jeff Bezos the right the richest people the most successful people the most beautiful people well, that's not really life it sells copies and it gets impressions and is entertaining, but that skews what people really think success is. Right. If we're, we're talking
1: about like business right now, there's so many people out there telling uh, budding entrepreneurs or, or people that want to make a change from maybe a career into uh, being in business for themselves, you know, oh take do this, that, and, and you're gonna you're gonna understand everything you need to do within twelve months. And it's it's nothing further from the truth.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's, 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 there's nothing, there's nothing really easy. And, uh, there's, there's, uh, if people would just look at maybe, uh, don't look so much at everyone else's plate. Don't, you know, I always tell people define your own success. Don't, don't try to copy other people because money isn't everything and a big house isn't everything. And if you look at a lot of people that are very financially well off, I see a lot of unhappy people too, uh, that. I started watching, as I hit my 40s, I started watching, you know, what what are the happy and successful people? I started combining those two words. And the happy and successful people had more balance, and they had goals. And they those goals were being met, and they would revise the goals once they, hit, they achieved one. They'd revise another one. And that's some of the methodology that I put into the book, because uh, decisions are like forks in the road. You go left, you go right. But why does that even matter? It only matters once you have a destination. It's kind of like driving. I don't care where you turn until you have a destination. Then it's either going to be on target to get you where you want to go efficiently, or the turn's going to take you off target. And those, so the right turns toward your destination, which is success, that's specifically how I get you through the book, and I show you how to do it.
1: You know, you know that phrase that you hear a lot, if you're just having a conversation with somebody maybe somebody you just meet or you maybe meet them at a restaurant or at an airport or maybe it's it's a family member or a friend that must be nice phrase you know what's what do you think is is when someone gets to that point when they're saying to to someone maybe they're, they they see that it's i don't think it's so much that because when someone says that to you, you can get very, you can be like, maybe you're doing something uh, well off in your life or maybe a relationship's going well and then somebody says that to you. I I think you could feel standoffish and you can get angry at them. But if, if you put yourself, put yourself in their shoes, I don't think it's so much that they're jealous that you're well off or you're making, uh, you've made decisions in your life that have put you in a a better place than they are i think it's more of they're reflecting on it's it's like a, i didn't make decisions that put me there
0: oh yeah no that's i see that all the time i think they're saying to themselves i'll never have this you know i i it happens to me like you know whether it's my competition trap gun that that's a very expensive uh german gun that that uh Uh, that not everyone can afford, uh, but I invested in it. It was a hobby and such, but people look at that, it must be nice. Um, I think they're saying to themselves uh, in a kind of a foreign way, you know, I'm giving up on that goal. I'm giving up on that success. I I would, I would segue over to a phrase that I've heard so many times. And I think it's such a, it's kind of a sad thing to hear, hear people say, which is they'll say at some point in their life, they'll say, this isn't where I thought I would be. And that, those words just stop me every time because people say it, and it's it it, it just it's sad because it means that they have they think they've failed. Um, well, we've all failed. This is where this may not be where you thought you'd be, but that doesn't mean the the game's over. Uh, the decision makeover. This book is built for any age. If they're young, it's to how to not make bad decisions that derail you early, so you can get further along. If you're in the middle middle of your career, for example, it's to do a, what I call the big reset. You may have, you know, I've had that. Everyone who has gone through a major uh, roadblock, a major back, you know, to back backwards step, uh, whether it's divorce, business uh, failure, uh, you you name it, um, legal issue, whatever resets your button. The big the big reset was there to give you a new start, and it really does work. Uh, but back to when people say this isn't where I thought I'd be, um, I love to pick up and say, "Well, where did you think you'd be?" And then from there, it's what well, What are the three next decisions you need to make to get back on track to achieving that? And they they perk up. Uh, but to your point, when people make comments like that, they are really judging themselves and the decisions they made so far. And no one's perfect. The real track. The real. The real the real wins and losses, uh, are having more good decisions made than bad ones. And when on the bad ones you make, don't make them the biggie decisions. And I talk about in the book, the biggie categories, which we can explore at any time, but you're, you're absolutely right. People do judge themselves by their decisions and then and they, sometimes they share it.
1: Yeah. We, we all like to beat ourselves up a little too much sometimes.
0: Well, some of us deserve it.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
0: I mean, I mean, does, does does Donald Trump deserve criticism for uh, uh, some of the things he tweets? Absolutely, because he hasn't learned a dang thing.
1: Right. It's 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 um, it's accountability. It's definitely accountability.
0: Yeah, I mean, we are accountable, and ultimately, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, you know, the decisions that we make, too. I I, I think. It's it's that we need that moment. I th- I love that what we're talking about here about making those decisions and making hard decisions and saying this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do because really anything that you want in life, whether it's a new career, whether you want to improve your fitness, whether you want to start a business, whether you want to uh, have the, the most amazing – Relationship with your spouse or your significant other, which, by the way, it, it, it never starts at when you first get together. It, it's it's the work that you put in. Sure. After. Sure. Um. All of those things are going to be extremely difficult. It's it's it they, they, they like they say that the, you know that everybody's heard this phrase: how diamonds are created through pressure. We have to put ourselves under states of pressure to make change, and I think. So many of us will will fall off on what we're trying to make change on or trying to improve upon when when it the, the going gets tough, because we haven't really thought out these decisions about how we really want to make tough decisions and really write it down and make it make it a point that this is what we're going to do. Is that is that what you tend to see just from kind of going through this whole process of writing this book that when talking with people?
0: Yeah, that is right. Uh, There's a couple things that come to mind from the book that I want to point out. First of all, you just named some great goals, some great milestones that if we all achieved them, you you know, you had relationship, you had business, you had health. Well, those are in the biggie categories. Uh, The book describes the biggie categories um, as, uh, real quickly, uh, the level of education we get, uh, who we take as a spouse or life partner, Uh, When we have children, if we do, our um, our social circle, who's in it, uh, where we live, where we travel, um, uh, our income range from our career choice, um, and debt, and health and lifestyle. Those are, for example, some biggie category decisions. And the reason those made the biggies is because when you ask people, which I've done over and over... If you could go back in life and, and change decisions that really impacted you, what would they be? They're always in those categories. I should have had more education. I should have never gotten married at 18. Um, it just goes on and on and on. Those biggie categories are really are important. when you just described, for example, uh, having essentially goals in a lot of those categories. And Here's one more piece. The way the book describes how to achieve what you the list you just described, and what I noticed personally before I wrote the book is I would have all those goals running simultaneously. I'd get up in the morning, have my coffee, and I'd head out the door with my mind full of those goals and thinking all of them were important. What I figured out was that's not that doesn't work. The the book describes a way to achieve this by setting five prime goals where your top five goals that are right now, they could be for the future, but the, in terms of importance for right now, there's only five, limited at five, but there's only one number one. In fact, there's a whole section of the book talk, talking about there can be only one number one. And that's the one that gets the top treatment. It is the king for the day. Every other goal is subservient to that number one. If you're, If your health is bad and you need to change how you eat, then I don't care about the business for right this second. You have, If you name the health as number one, the reason I know you're going to achieve it is because it's, you're going to put it at number one, whatever the goal is. And when you have only one number one, anything that can impact that bows down and you do what's right. Then you achieve that number one goal and you say, hey, I got one done. Now you move the next one up to the number one. That methodology works. And going out every day with... Everything level even all goals being equal doesn't work, and so to combine the biggie category with the example you just said, there's the method to achieving your number one goal and then rotating to the next one
1: <laughs> i'm 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 laughing over here because it's so i I'm, I'm extremely relevant in my life right now just thinking of that this conversation because just right now with my my wife um and she's gonna laugh, I hope she listens to this um if if i have all these business goals lined up for the day um and i i haven't taken the time for her yet it's amazing how everything else just doesn't it falls apart um and and i can see when when i'm on point with with my relationship and and i'm i'm putting that effort in that everything else just follows everything it it, it everything else gets easier and that could just be because, for me, maybe I put more. Um, I, I value relationships. I guess it depends on you know for everybody that's listening. What do you, what do you value most? So for me here right now, I'm just making this this point to to what Mike was saying. Um, it's pretty high up on the on the, I guess the totem pole for me is my relationship with my wife, and for example, um, if if I find that she, she receives love, uh, by me maybe doing something around the house and that, that fulfills her, it, it fills me up. And then it, it, it it's almost like a, an unlimited amount of energy that I can pull from because I, I've tapped into that first. So I, I'm right on, right in agreement, Mike, with what you're saying. It's really powerful. You know,
0: uh, I think it was Zig Ziglar that talked about making deposits of love, uh, uh, into like like an account scenario where I kind of feel like our priorities, um, they can change by the day or by the week or by the month, by the year. Um, like for example, I've been married 25 years. Um, we work as a team always have, and there's some days and some months or where the focus is that's higher priority for both of us. But then there's, then there's times where, you know, like back to school time, um, where we, we take a second and third and fourth priority to the other goals that we've got, like getting kids back to school or, or, you know, I've been, I've been in my own business for 30 years and, uh, the business gets what the business needs from me. Um, and I will take everything you have to be careful, but but the point is is that the business has ebbs and flows and sometimes it needs more and my wife understands that so it's really about for me it's about servicing or not servicing what would it be fulfilling the needed deposits into these different accounts of focus and attention and effort so that they all keep going at optimal at optimal pace and optimal levels and noticing when one is in deficit because that's neglect
1: Right. or it, life? It's like never a true. It's never a true balance. It's it's a, more of a. I'm I'm at a loss for words for what the word is, but you, like you said, you could never have have everything going full blast constantly. It's just it's it's unsustainable.
0: It is not sustainable. It's unrealistic, and if you want to do it that way, you have to narrow how many goals you have at one time. Maybe you can have two or three. Uh, I. I'm the guy that likes to, I'm, you know, I like Renaissance, man. I like to have 15 <laughs> things that I find interesting going at one time. I'm, you know, this book, I'm writing the next book, I'm running a business, I'm starting a business, I love meeting people, I love, you know. You're about just, to
1: go into some heavy competition too.
0: You know, hey, right, exactly. <laughs> and so I have a hobby that's, you know, that's somewhat taxing sometimes, but but the point is that's life. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I live it. I feel it. It makes me happy, makes me tired. It makes you feel you're working. Um, but decisions make life easier when you make them right. I want to go, I want to stay on point to, to that is that if you make decisions in a ineffective way, you know, it causes more work. It lowers your success possibilities. Um, the, uh, Some people ask me, what do successful people do differently with decisions that other people do not? And it's very simple now for me to say it. It wasn't earlier, but it is now. Successful people approach decisions differently in that they recognize both the size of the decision. They quickly can assess, is this a biggie or not? If it's not, a lot of times they'll let it roll. They don't get caught up in it. If it's a biggie, though, they have a process, and the process is uh, quickly to weigh: um, does this line up with a long-term goal? And if it lines up with a prime, what I call those are prime goals. If it lines up with a prime goal, it becomes a prime decision. Now, those decisions get special consideration, and uh, they get extra time. The book walks this, walks us through. It doesn't have to mean long. It could be minutes. It could be hours. It could be, hey, let me sleep on this, and we'll talk tomorrow type thing. But when they they make sure the decision they're about to make if it lines up with a goal it could affect their goal being attained or not then they have to th- they really do give it special consideration the other thing successful people do is when when they've made a bad decision they'll address it more quickly and the book describes two strategies to do this it's called fail fast or fix fast and this is one of the things that people everyone listening probably has some decision they've been postponing something that's just not working a partner they shouldn't be with, a business that it shouldn't be running, or um, something they're doing that's really past due that that need to just need to you know prune. Well, failing fast is what successful people do, and what they do is they've got all the evidence they need to know. Hey, I made a bad hire, or I shouldn't be doing this, or whatever, and they just terminate it. Fail fast. You've got the data. Feel go on, move on, move on with your life. Try something else, but make the decision. Quit letting it hang out there. So many times I've hired incorrectly for a position, and I don't want to call it a failure, so I just let that person hang around, unoptimized, unhappiness, or everyone's unhappy. Failing fast is the better way to go. The alternative is fix fast. In our life, when we have evidence that we've made a bad decision, you fix fast. Now, the only way that works is you structurally have to change the deal. It's not trying harder. That's a cop-out. You can't say that because you already are trying hard. Fix fast means you change the contract, you change the terms, you change the workload. You, by design, change something that could get it to be where it works. Successful people do one of those two strategies, fail fast or fix fast. Because everyone makes mistakes, but successful people figure it out faster and they do something about it uh, in one of those two ways.
1: So it's – now would you say when you're talking about the, the small decisions and the big decisions mm-hmm. – um, would you say also too that the the the, the minutia like we're, we don't a successful person doesn't get caught in the minutia of of, of the day to day of life, but but still puts value into it. Um, I guess for example, like um, like if you were like if you see something out of place, you put it back. Kind of that kind of mindset.
0: Well, you know, if you've ever had a if you've ever, yeah, that's a, that's certainly you could think that's a small thing. I think that's being considerate, uh, but um, if you think about the people that the the best coaches, the best CEOs, the best uh, leaders uh, in history that we've read about, seen in movies, um, you couldn't derail them off the goal. You, they, their mind was very focused on the big, the bigger goals. Um, and that makes them somewhat of an inconsiderate, hard-nosed person too. You can feel it when you're talking to them. Um, but you will never get them off the bigger goal. That's what makes them good leaders. That's why boards put these CEOs in these positions, is they know the bigger goals will be addressed. Uh, but the problem is you can't be great at everything, and you can't. You, and, the, and the idea is, um, you know, it's like keeping a neat and tidy house, but being financially insolvent okay we have our priorities mixed up here um right, right if we get the priorities right and the prime goals are met fine you can go down there but the big decisions on a daily basis we tend to those by making sure kind of like, like steering a steering a, a bigger ship the bigger ship takes much longer to turn you have to plan your your turns in advance and there's there's no sudden stops and there's no sudden starts well, that's what big goals and big decisions that meet those goals feel like, and you have to tend to that daily. You look at, are we on track? Once that stuff you know is on track, you can go, you can get down to smaller decisions and have some fun. But, but again, back to uh, it's a mistake to not tend to the bigger decisions that affect your your definition of success, which is the destination. I mean, if you, I ask people, what is their definition of success? Uh, at different ages and it's really interesting the older people get the more it's about them wanting to know that they had made their mark uh, with their fam- family and their friends in a more positive way um, and that was you didn't hear the words I wish I'd have, you know I wish I'd have uh, uh, worked harder or you didn't hear the words I wish that I made more money um, they, it was about impact and a legacy, more of a legacy focus. But the younger people get, it's about milestones, you know, hitting a certain financial, certain financial freedom or, um, you know, achieving and being able to do certain things. Well, that, it's just about perspective. But at the end of the day, what do we value for our own success path? it's. Uh, if I could sum it up, it's freedom. As an entrepreneur, I value freedom the highest. Everything I do is supporting my ability to have freedom to do what I want when I want financial freedom, freedom of my calendar. Ultimately it's the best feeling in the world from as far as I'm concerned. And that's, that's number one. But then, but also I think balance, um, the ability to balance business, uh, family and my health. Um, that's the other thing I worked, I work for. So those two, those two words, freedom and balance, I think uh, for everyone, those are good things to think about. What is that to you?
1: I like that you said that, you know, like what is it to you? And as, as when we kind of were just getting into my last point and you were kind of extrapolating on it, I thought I was thinking a little bit more deeply on it. And I, I think I really – I meant this to kind of take the angle of um, when, you're, when you make that decision that you're going to do X, Y, Z, in your life. Um, I guess the point I was trying to make was that the, it's the basics. Like you don't forget about the the basics of, of going back to the basics of what you're doing. Uh, I guess you, you that analogy that you had just mentioned about the ship, uh, w- once you know what the direction that's going, um, I guess if we use that analogy saying not forgetting how to use that steering wheel, how to steer the ship. Uh, I think of of the, the the great late coach John Wooden, how he would uh, if, if if guys read listening if you've ever read his book or his memoirs how he would he would describe th- that he would always go back to making sure that his team would would dress properly for the for practice they would have their socks in line that they would shoe their uh, tie their shoes properly so that they wouldn't get um they wouldn't get any kind of uh, blisters out when they're on the on the court and even uh sometimes that the team the guys would want to practice these crazy shots and do all these different things and he would just make them continually go through the basics, the passing, the the layup, the the the, the things that maybe aren't as sexy per se, but it's the things we don't see. And, you know, I, I guess I think about your your book, Mike, and why it's so important to make these decisions and to understand where we're going because um when we were talking about the person that says, Oh, it must be nice or they're thinking about that legacy. a, a lot of the the, maybe the person that, that that they wanted to be or they're looking up to the person that did do what they want to do there was a lot of things that you don't see that we don't, we're, we're not seeing that um it, it's not the flashy stuff it's the basics it's the practice it's the continual uh drive to do what you want to do and uh you know sometimes we can get caught up and in, in, in feeling you know you could be so excited about a goal and then realize oh the work yes the work is there uh <laughs> yes yeah. and it and it and but that's that's the beauty of it. That's the best part is the work. It really is. That's like you said, uh, I love that really early on the call, you said about you kind of talking about all those things you got going on in your life right now. And you're like, I just, I love doing all because it's, I feel alive like this, this is it. This is, and that's what it is. It's like, I guess making that decision to know what is important to you, you know, whether it's playing hockey or, or uh, doing ski shooting or uh, starting a business that helps other, other entrepreneurs or, uh, working for a business. First defining that, but then knowing that it's not going to be all these glory moments. It's it's going to be all the little details in between uh, that that are really going to make that journey and that road really beautiful when you look back.
0: Would you like to do an illustration of your point? I just thought of a couple. I hear yes, all the- absolutely. Okay. Uh, someone says to me, uh, my number one goal is to grow my business this year. Okay. My follow-up to that is, all right, what are the next 3 decisions you need to make so that is possible now usually they're yeah, they're probably asked how you know uh, what does that growth look like or what what are you going to grow and i'm talking about i'm right to the what decisions you need to make the that's where the rubber hits the road is that well i've got to get some funding or to because we're going to staff up we're going to add a sales uh, effort we're going to add a marketing effort we're going to launch a new product, whatever it is. But the decisions, I want to know what those decisions are. The next three you're going to do, if I could get you to name the next three decisions, that if you did them in a row and you did them correctly, you have definite momentum toward what you just told me is the most important thing in your life. That's how i the book takes people through to actually getting toward the success of that one particular goal. Another one, uh, someone will say, uh, my number one goal is to meet uh, somebody that I, you know, a, a really good a partner, life partner, soulmate, whatever. Uh, they're tired of they're tired of uh, the dating game, or, you know, whatever, and they they really do value that in their life now. They really want to settle down and and have someone significant. I'm like, fine. What are the next three decisions you're going to make about toward getting that? suddenly their face changes. Like, okay, now you're talking about it. <laughs> action.
1: Like, yeah, well, getting them out of that cycle in their head.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, it starts with uh, they're going to have to start, most people anyway, they're going to the, they're gonna get to the fitness club because they're not physically where they want to be. So if you want the product to sell, shape it up. Uh, two, um, they're not really taking it seriously on how to search they haven't told their network, "Hey, if you know anybody who's single that's that's of any quality that would match me, you know, I'd love a, I would love you to let me know." You truly have to work your network. It's no different than a career, you know, job search. Uh, if you want to find a a good relationship. Third, what what dating sites of any integrity are you using, and how how, how seriously have you approached uh, your profile? Uh, and fourth, what are you doing on social media that is either attractive or scary? Uh, oh my gosh,
1: that's right. a big one, right? How many people are just venting their entire life?
0: Exactly, right, right. Social. You look like you're high maintenance, for example, uh, oh, yeah. or yep. you look like you. But the point is, those decisions are real, and they come down to you. Really, instead of just talking about this is what you want, if it's really that important to you, what are the next decisions you're going to do? There's a couple of illustrations that are the most common I hear, uh, and it's like, fine, let's get to let's get right down to the decision you have to make. Um, now, there's a reason we don't make decisions correctly, which we haven't touched on. Um,
1: yeah, why are people paralyzed to make? Well, decisions? Well, they
0: they, they could be paralyzed, but also they I think they also they just flat out aren't in the right mindset to make it. I call that being the decisionator. And what the, the decisionator is really you and me at our worst. It's when our mind is not right to be making a decision. And there's I I I I pinpoint about ten traits of the decisionator and quickly those include uh, being desperate for whatever reason, being hurried you know nothing good ever has to be decided in a hurry but we do it for some reason. Be, when we're prideful we will not make good decisions we'll make things that make our uphold our pride but we won't they won't be good decisions uh, when we're angry um, when we're fearful, when we've been rejected, our reaction is to do something to snap back to feel better immediately. And that tends to be a bad decision when we're tired. Uh, we, we really do make bad decisions. Um, and one that surprises people is when we're full of too much hope and hope is a crutch, you know, hope doesn't fix anything. It doesn't do anything. Uh, the people, people what they do is people start to use hope as something they believe will, uh, build a bridge between where something is and where they want it to be uh, a good example of that is using hope like when I buy a, a car uh, like a used car I, I'm in so much in love with it I don't see all the scratches until I get it home
1: right <laughs> hope,
0: hope, hope is the reason I, I miss those it's it never fails I'll get it home and go I didn't see that dent or that scratch it's because I was so mesmerized in the I was in, I was really being the decisionator at the moment I was unable to see the flaws. Uh, and that was hope, and again, that's what maybe I was just so hopeful this would all turn out right. Uh, that probably applies in dating too, in that you're so hopeful that they're not a they're not a person that will turn you off that you overlook things for a long darn time. Uh, depression is another one, temporarily being depressed for whatever reason. Um, those all those things make us the decisionator. So the reason we make bad decisions a lot of the time is we're not in the right mindset, and then the people say, okay, so. How do you get to the right mindset and I say you just pause you say look? I need a moment you recognize kind of like recognizing you shouldn't drive after you've been to a party uh, You recognize I shouldn't make a decision right now That's a big decision because I'm not in the best mindset. I need to I need to sleep on it So what I tend to tell people to do is Say hey, can I get back to you tomorrow? Can we talk about this later? I need to think about this you create a, you get a pause for yourself so you can go back calm down Clear your head. Phone a friend if you need to, and uh, work the decision to make the right you know choice. But the decisionator is if you, anyone you know anyone listen, you know you've been there in the heat of the moment. You've got you want to feel better immediately, and that choice is it's like ice cream and me at midnight. <laughs> it's never gonna. It's never a good decision.
1: We make our we definitely make our our worst decisions uh, if we stay up right. uh, past bedtime.
0: Well, I'm tired. I'm not making good decisions. I want to feel better immediately. Um, and so that does it. But the problem is it goes against one of my prime goals. Uh, and so uh, it's just an example for me. But, um, but, but the, the being in the right mindset, again, and recognizing when you shouldn't be making decisions is a very important tool uh, to get uh, to avoid the pitfalls of bad decision making.
1: So true. Oh, man, I love that. I love the decisionator. Um Awesome, name, awesome term, you terminal By the way, shout out to the Terminator. <laughs> I, love, yeah, I, know, I, know. Uh, I love the name. But man, Mike, this has been great. This has been great. Um, we're at the end of today's call, but I want to take take a moment and just have you – I have one last question for you that I ask everybody. And uh, I just want to thank you again for coming on. This has been really awesome. If you were suddenly at the end of your life and you are reflecting on all that you've been through and you've done, you've created, what kind of impact would you want to be remembered for?
0: Great question. Uh, I, I want people to feel for a long time kind of my tough love um, about a, a fierce loyalty I hold for what they want. You tell me what you want to achieve. I don't care if it's my parents or my children or my friends or anybody, anybody in my network. If it's something you really want, I kind of co-own it and I have a fierce loyalty to helping you get it. So, But the way I achieve that want I want I to be known for tough love because if it isn't tough we're not gonna get there, but I do love and so that's what I'd like to be known for
1: that's beautiful and you know i, I love that just that kind of segue because we were talking about how um you know people give up they give up on their on their their decisions their dreams the things that they want out of life and there's there's never a more Better time to start than now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Can I shout out the website?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's com. W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R, com. and there's uh free chapters of the book, some free uh quizzes that, from the book on there for anybody to download, uh, a good sneak peek and some uh helpful tools. And um uh, again it's been a pleasure being with you today.
1: Absolutely, Mike and guys also too Any of of the stuff that we talked about today and and some show notes, you can head over to positivityeffect.com slash Mike Whitaker. That's W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R. And I'll have links over to the book and the website as well. Thank you so much, Mike, for coming on. And uh, I know you got some exciting things uh, in the pipeline, so I'm sure we'll be talking again soon.
0: Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too.
1: Take care.